What's up, beer drinkers? Thanks for downloading this special beer conversation I had with Amanda Bear Lecter. Now, you know her from previous episodes where she and I just talk about beer. You'd think that we'd be done talking about everything there is to talk about, but we <laughs> we still have. We barely even scratched the surface. We talk about Oklahoma beer. We talk about Arizona beer. We talk about social media, we talk about sports, and we even talk about, you guessed it, horror movies. And I enjoy every second I get to talk with her, and I hope you like it as well. And we have a special bonus this time. I recorded our video of our conversation. You can find us on YouTube. Search Cold Brew Podcast. C-O-L-D-B-R-U-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T Cold Brew C-O-L-D-B-R-U-E podcast on YouTube and you can watch I don't know some of you out there love YouTube I, I'm a hit or miss I, I can take it I can leave it sometimes it's great sometimes it's not but if you want to watch Amanda and I talk about beer and sports and horror movies and social media search Cold Brew podcast it is our very first video on YouTube, and I'm so happy Amanda was able to uh, come on the show, and uh, I hope you are happy just as much as I am. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Cold Brew Podcast, and Untapped, so you can see what we drink during the Cold Brew Podcast episodes that come out every Friday before the show comes out. All right, so without further ado, here is Amanda and I talking about whatever the hell we want to talk about hey, hey what's happening i couldn't figure out i'm like i didn't have notifications on and i couldn't figure out how to actually answer the call i'm like pushing things <laughs> like, i don't know what I, I never know what i'm doing yeah me neither i'm trying to oh here it is here's the button right here <laughs> it's not that different from zoom but for some reason just moving the button to a different spot confuses me so no like me i'm liking everything <laughs> well, how did you do that like i don't know how to do that oh <laughs> is that down here the little heart button oh there we go there we go <laughs> i'm trying to i don't know what it looks like on yours i hope the recording comes out good because i just have a little screen of me and, and a big screen of you mm. yeah that's what i have too Oh, okay maybe skype will figure it out for us <laughs> I'm like, I'm giant and in your face right now, huh? Yeah. I'll just, I'll just scoot way back. So I see you're wearing one of your, is that one of your Japanese? Uh... Oh, no, it's not. This is okay. just like a vintage jacket oh, that okay. I put on because I'm the constantly cold person in my house. Mm -hmm. Like if the air conditioner's on, I'm freezing. So. <laughs> but if it's off, are you like sweaty? Yeah, if it's like, there's no in between for me. Either I'm burning up or I'm freezing. So I'm just never happy. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah. get it. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not built for the heat, which is why, why I don't know why I live in Arizona. <laughs> well, I know <laughs> I why. Say. <laughs> I was going to I moved out here to be close to my daughter. That's why I moved out here. Um, I, I still am not used to the summers. I, I'll tolerate it. But when I'm yeah. indoors, I like the AC on. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it, in Oklahoma, it gets pretty hot during the summer here. Right now, it's just tornado mm -hmm. season. So. Oh, just just tornado season. <laughs> yeah, we had the 
tornado sirens go off so many times yesterday. My poor dog's nerves are fried. Man, she's um, been asleep all day. Have you have you been through a tornado? Has a tornado like passed over you? Since oh yeah, there? so many times. Yeah. So many times. Yeah. Um, I'm from Oklahoma originally, so yeah, yeah, it's happened. Um, I've been very lucky to have very little damage. Yeah. So, but yeah. Knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood for real, because it looks like this storm season's going to be a weird one. Oh, yeah. It seems like they're getting weirder every year, huh? Yeah. Well, it seems like Tornado Alley is shifting, and it's not Oklahoma anymore, oh. and it's shifting uh, to the east, and it's like all the tornadoes are kind of hitting Mississippi and like the south more. So, that's yeah. But that's we're nice. getting massive hail. That's I got two new roofs last year. No shit. <laughs> yeah, from massive hail. We had like ping pong ball size and larger yeah. hail um, within a month of each other, just like back to back. You just bring everything indoors at that point? <laughs> I was like, as I, much you as know, you can. You just give up. You're like, oh. well, you know, if the hailstones are going to punch through the roof anyway, what do I do? You know? Oh, wow. Is that bad, yeah. huh? Does it go through the roof or just break the tiles or the shingles or whatever? Well, um, we had a couple of punch-through spots, mm -hmm. but overall we were pretty lucky. My neighbors had a ton of punch-through spots, and I think it was just like the position of their house versus our house. Like, And we have big trees, so I think we were a little bit more shielded. Mm. But they lost all of their windows. They had several like huge punch out like spots where just like holes in their roof that went all the way through to their attic, just like this big. That's terrible. Yeah. What a it's, headache. It's scary. Yeah, it's scary. <laughs> I I've never actually been through it, so I don't know what to ask about it. Um is it much of a headache to go through your insurance to get all that repaired or there, you know, our homeowners insurance here and car insurance here is like pretty expensive compared mm -hmm. to a lot of places because we get so much storm damage but they're really really quick okay like they're yeah they're really really fast because you know and it's everybody you know like everybody mm -hmm. in a whole town will have massive amounts of damage but they're they're pretty quick usually about getting your claims taken care of oh that's good i mean I, yeah i guess now that I, after I asked the question, I realized, oh, if everyone has it and it happens like every year, they're pretty much they're ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're pretty, pretty solid. Like, yeah, we lost our pool filter, like our pool liner was just torn straight through by hail. Of course. Several down trees. It's just and I can't believe I said I've been really lucky to not have much damage. And then I'm like making this massive list of damage. <laughs> but what I mean is not catastrophic. Damage. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I've never lost an entire house before. So I guess I'm lucky. Yeah. It, it's heartbreaking <laughs> seeing those pictures and videos from when a tornado rips through a neighborhood and like your everything's gone, all your memories and everything. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah, that happened several years ago, just north of us. Mm -hmm. I live in Norman, and um, the city of Moore got hit and gets hit pretty often. And, you know, they've had huge tornadoes go through there. And a, a close friend of mine, they lost their entire house. Um, they couldn't find their dogs for a little while. Like, their dogs were missing. They did find them, and they were okay. But Yeah, they yeah, went to go hide. <laughs> they yeah, didn't they want were, to come back. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy around here.
Well, we have like drinking games in Oklahoma. We have drinking games based on the weather forecast and our favorite like uh, meteorologists. Okay. Yeah. So we have one guy who's I- I'm going to get blocked on Twitter. Um, <laughs> we have one <laughs> meteorologist who is particularly um, eccentric, I guess. Okay. And uh, like people will, it's like, take a shot. If he's wearing a red tie, he wears like crazy sparkly ties and stuff. And, um, he says a lot of like nonsense on the air that everybody's like, what are you even talking about? So like a nonsense word or a, a sentence that is like right, a non sequitur. Like, make up new weather terms that don't really exist. <laughs> and you're like, that is not a thing. But after he says it, it like becomes a thing. Yeah. I want that power. That is pretty, that's pretty awesome. I think you have a little bit of that power. I think some of your followers feel like you have that power. <laughs> like, I can make up a nonsense word. We should test this. I should make up a nonsense word. Just start using it yeah. as a beer term, and we'll see if it gets picked up. Yeah, like uh, when you're uh, at one of your breweries that you go to, and you get a flight, and you said this beer reminds me of, or this, this beer is, and then you just throw that word in, and just keep using just drop it in there. Every right, week just or so. constantly, just, you know, to see. <laughs> if it, I feel like it would go faster if I had untapped, which I don't, but. Oh, and maybe yeah, Pilsnerish picks it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I think that would, it would go faster. Like, I could pick up these words, but. Oh, what would, what would you know, what would be the pinnacle to speaking of untapped is if your word starts making it into the top terms that describe a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I should make an untapped and just see if I can. Let's just see if I can make this happen. Yeah, my brother It'll and be I. My, my goal for the next year. <laughs> my bro- just to get yeah, that. something new, right? A challenge. That's the yeah. Amanda Bear Lecter challenge. <laughs> right? Instagram has become so weird over the past couple of years, or mostly over the past year, with like all the changes to the algorithm and all the mm. new features and things. So mm-hmm. um, it's like harder and harder to keep up for me on Instagram. I'm just like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. I don't yeah. know what the algorithm wants from me. So maybe I just need to switch over to just like, I'm just on untap now. Sorry, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, you get a, I think you get a lot of people following you over. I would follow you on untap. Oh, well that's see, that's good. I would have at least one follower. <laughs> so that's, that makes me feel better. Yeah, and uh, I'll definitely upvote your the made up nonsensical words. So, like, <laughs> so you have to take a sip every time this meteorologist uh, says one of the words, or wears a flashy tie, or maybe a, yeah. a weird blazer or yeah. something. Right, or there's like just weather terms like hook echo, outflow dominant. You know, like what the hell are those? I never. The cap is lifted. You know, like well, there's like it's like every person in Oklahoma has almost has a degree in meteorology just from like all of the technical terms that we have to learn to figure out whether or not there's going to be a tornado. Okay. (laughs) So there's just like words that other people don't hear regularly that we're like, Oh yeah, the cap has lifted on this storm. So I think we're going to be okay tonight. You know, it's like, I got to watch some, I know during the monsoon around here is between July and October. There's a lot of weather patterns and a lot of, I, I got I, I now I'm curious to see what the meteorologists around here say because I'll look at the weather on my app. I'll look at the mm-hmm. weather app on my phone, and 
but that's it. I don't watch like meteorologists and stuff. Uh, I don't watch a lot of local news. I just, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just don't like watching local TV or just TV channels. I like streaming. That's all I do. Yeah, I, you know, I don't really watch my local news. I only watch like storm coverage, and we'll okay. have like every channel will have hours of storm coverage when we're in a like weather event day. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like yesterday, I I think I watched the weather yesterday from like uh, five o'clock until nine. Wow. Just like, well, it's entertaining. I'm just watching, you know, because we have like storm chasers and different crews of storm chasers going around and they're showing you what the storm looks like in different parts of the state. And they're driving through hail and they're showing you a tornado dropping. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of entertaining when it's not your house. Yeah. I mean, the storm chasers, are they like professional storm chasers? Like they show like in that movie Twister? Not, you know, that's of course, that's like the, the polished version of what they do, but... Um, yeah, but it, it's like that though, and they have these crazy armored vehicles mm-hmm. with like, like stuff on the front to keep the cars from lifting, and it's it's pretty nuts. Um, my favorite storm chaser, of course, I have a favorite storm chaser because why wouldn't I? <laughs> right. Um, is Reed Timmer, and he actually doesn't live in Oklahoma anymore. I think he lives in Colorado now, but we see him quite a bit in Oklahoma. He drives through, and he has like. He's on Twitch, he's on YouTube, and you can just go watch like wherever he's at, um, wherever he's covering weather. And he's really funny and he's very knowledgeable and apparently just has nerves of steel. Like the car is probably weighed down by the weight of Reed Timmer's steel balls because he just <laughs> just like he just does not freak out. It's like he's been through so much and just so basically, if he gets freaked out by something, you're like, oh, this is some real serious shit. Right. This is this is trouble. Or if you are driving and you see Reed Timmer going the same direction <laughs> as you, you are going the wrong direction. Oh, yeah. my God. So um, the the drinking games is just take a sip every time something happens. Have you ever gotten oh, plastered? God. There's like whole there's whole lists and there's like drinking bingo cards for it. Oh, OK. And, um, <laughs> It's pretty, I'll have to send you some of these so you can like put it in the show notes. But it's like, you know, there's sh- rules for shots. There's rules for take a drink. There's rules for chugs. Mm-hmm. You know, I think baseball size hail. Anytime they say anytime they say anything that's not on the actual hail scale, you have to chug, which is like that. The scale is usually various types of sports balls where it's like. Mm ping pong ball size or you know on the smaller and it's like quarter size but you know it can get all the way up to baseball size or they'll say softball size but every once in a while one of them will say something just weird where they'll, they'll be like it's kumquat size and you're like i don't know how big a <laughs> kumquat. kumquat is can you please not or teacup size and i'm like looking at my cabinets i'm like is a teacup bigger or smaller than a baseball right yeah i guess it depends on how much tea you want yeah, like teacup size, like a teacup chihuahua size, like teacup, teacup like how big? Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I thought they would use like fruit because everyone knows fruit. Right. You know, it's like they could use like lemon, lime. If you mm-hmm. get up to cantaloupe, just sell, just sell your house and move. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's amazing. That'd be if cantaloupe size. Yeah, but yeah, I'd be done. Like I'm out. Yeah, that's catastrophic. I can't. I can't continue to stay here. Right. <laughs> after that. So what are you drinking today? Um, 
right now I'm drinking a ninth anniversary ale from Rough Tail, which is like got this pretty cool label art. They had their ninth anniversary party a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. Is it an IPA? Which, yeah, it's um, wow, wow, nine point three percent. I was not aware of that. It does not <laughs> taste like nine point. So I'm gonna be um shit canned from this triple IPA because I didn't read the label. Nice. Very so nice. by the time we're done talking, I'll probably be ready for a nap. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm starting with. What are you starting with today? I have from our good friends over in Coronado, California, from the Coronado Brewing Company. I have their Palm Sway IPA. I saw this at the local Safeway at the, the grocery store, and I'm like, oh, I've never seen this before. I'll try it. And then I look at, when I get it home, I look at the can art or the, you know, the labels on there, the writing and this one a gold in 2021 at the gabf for english ipa or new zealand ipa impressive yeah so this is a i thought it was going to be a hazy but it is a clear, oh it's nice and clear yeah, yeah. this is West Coast this is style. real hazy like how like are you in, how are you in the hazies are you are you over them or are you still liking them or you still get um, excited you know what? I don't get excited for like new releases of hazies very often because they all start to just kind of be the same. Mm-hmm. So unless it's like some really cool single hop something, um, I don't get super excited, but I drink them a lot. Yeah. So, you know, we have a couple like from Rough Tail, everything rhymes with orange. It's one of their core beers it's available everywhere i can go grab it at 7-eleven and i probably drink more everything rhymes with orange than anything else okay yeah so that's just kind of my like go-to grocery store beer Mm -hmm. yeah and it's a hazy but i don't you know i'm not going out for like hazy releases or i'm like "Mm, no i'm not gonna go wait in a line for that sorry i'm just i'm i'm kind of over it at that point but i still drink them yeah do you, do you even wait in line for beer anymore? I haven't in a very long time. Yeah, I'm kind of over line culture. Uh, it would have to be something super, super special. Um, I've shown up early for very small releases. So we have a pretty small brewery here in town that it, uh, beer is good. So they just go by big brewing. Oh. And they release like some pretty limited stouts that are just bangers, absolute bangers. And you have to get there pretty early in the morning to guarantee that you're going to get your bottles. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so that that's pretty much it. But that that's not even like a massive line because, you know, it's only one barrel's worth and we're a pretty small town. So, you know, only the only the really hardcore people are are showing up for their release and it's at 11 a.m so it's not like you're getting there at seven o'clock in the morning (laughs) right yeah yeah sitting up your folding chair the night before right yeah (laughs) i man the thing that really soured me on that was this one prairie release Mm -hmm. that they did when they they had first opened the prairie okc tap room and the weather was just a nightmare it was an absolute nightmare and it was like their, it was for, it was winter. So it was like for their barrel age day that they do. And mm-hmm. I think it's in December every year where they release like barrel age Christmas bomb yeah. and whatever else. And there's usually more than one. Yeah. The bomb variations there. Yeah. Yeah. There's usually more than one release that day, but that's the big one. 
and there was no system. There was no like number system or bracelets or like here, take a number and then you can leave. And it was super freezing. I think it, it started pouring down rain and people were just like not leaving. It's like you're camping out in this parking lot. And there were all these people who had come up from Dallas and they had like RVs and shit and everybody was just getting like wasted in this parking lot. This parking lot was full of trash the next day. Oh. People were cutting in line randomly. People were moving other people's chairs. There was just like, it was like there was no honor system even. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I left. I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. This is not <laughs> worth it. This is not, it, it wasn't like a fun little line share anymore. And mm -hmm. I didn't want to be cold. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing this. Um, and I left. Well, they ended up having some, some people that were really upset because somehow some people were able to cut in line and then get back in line a second time before other people who had lined up all night even got their first bottles. Oh. So like you had people that were just angry because they didn't get any beer and other people in front of them got like four allotments somehow. Yeah. So it, yeah, it was just, this is why online <laughs> sales are so good. But yeah, it was just, um, <clears throat> it was the worst line experience I've ever had. Have you ever had like a really bad line experience? No, I've only been in a couple lines and that was for uh, Bourbon County brand stout like in 2015 and 2016. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I'm just like, why, why am I doing this? Cause I think that 2016, yeah, they had some really cool, like the, I still have a 2016 rare they came in the, that little gray wooden box. I still, oh, have one, yeah. I still have one more. I opened one, uh, um, for my brother's bachelor party a couple of years ago, fucking fabulous beer. <laughs> but I, I realized when I started going and I started seeing beers like, that uh, people lined up for, and I started seeing them on shelves, like at the grocery store, at Total Wine, at Bevmo. I'm like, why am I waiting in line for these beers? And then, right, just doing this show, I just there's so I've just seen there's like nine over nine thousand breweries out there, craft breweries, and I'm just like, you know, if I'm lucky enough to ever try any of these sought after beers, great. If not, there's probably really good stout right down the the road for me that I'm missing out because I'm over yeah, here in this yeah. line. Yeah, I totally agree with that because, like, I gave up on Goose Island a long time ago after mm -hmm. they blocked me on Twitter. But I gave up on <laughs> Goose Island a long time ago. And, like, it was for that reason. It was like, yes, this beer is really good, mm -hmm. but I could be home with my family. You know, it's always Black, it's the Black Friday thing. Right. You know, it's like, I could be home with my family not doing this. I, and when I lived in Chicago, it was insane to me how many people in Chicago would go line up mm -hmm. on Black Friday for this beer. It's so cold. All of you are insane. Yeah. It, yeah. It was crazy <laughs> to me how many people would line up for it. And then, like you said, you would see it on shelves. Like you would see it in, on the shelf in Mariano's like two days later. Mm -hmm. I was like, why am I lining up to get this? So unless you're lining up just for a bottle of rare, it's not worth it. Yeah. And even rare was making it into liquor stores. So yeah, yeah they, there's some of them, uh, for a couple of the years. Yeah. I know prop is probably the hardest one to get, but if you go, mm -hmm. I think my brother and, and well, 
they're married now, but they were um they weren't married yet when they went to Chicago. I don't believe they were married yet. Anyway, they went there. They got to Goose Island, and there was prop on tap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's like it's so accessible now, which is a good thing. Like yeah. it's so accessible now, so a lot of people can try this and have this as like a benchmark for like what a good stout is. But oh yes. yeah, they like, still do I, a very good job at making the stout. Yeah. I don't think they. Yeah, it, I can't. Even, I can't hate on it. I can hate on the line culture, but I can't hate on the beer because it is still, it is really good. Yeah. But you see, it's not just Goose Island, but I think uh, Toppling Goliath had their problems with Assassin's. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's called Assassin's Creed. (laughs) But um, I think like, uh, but you see across the board at different breweries, people lining up and then getting upset because they didn't get their allotment and these beer mules get in there. and, And I'm like, why even go through the hassle of doing that? I know. It's not profitable anymore. You don't think so? Mueling beer. I don't think, not to the level it was like a couple of years ago, Mm. but I think that distribution for a lot of these um, mid-sized breweries is so much better now that it's it's hard to find something that's rare enough that gets enough hype Mm -hmm. that it's worth your time it's like how much is your time worth that you're spending in line versus what you're actually making i'm like i'm trying not to pick on anyone in particular but i'm thinking you you know somewhere in indiana is what i'm thinking but (laughs) or like remember when people would lose their minds over like monkish cans yeah and like just the lines and the hype to try and get those and people were trading them so high or reselling them for like 30 bucks for a can and i'm like i have a really good ipa just down the street for me mm-hmm. so i'm gonna go do that and i'm not gonna participate in this anymore yeah or if you're a sour person yeah you, the indiana one there's uh drecker was also one that people mm-hmm. were now I, I, we get it down here in arizona now drecker and i'm i'm not a fan of the sour i love their ipas though holy shit give me their ipas oh, yeah. all day yeah their ipas are baller i don't know that i've even really had very many of their sours i might have to try look around and see yeah they're the, but they're what is the jour series and then the i forgot what they all are there's they have a couple series of sours that are out there mm. that they're good i mean don't get me wrong i've tried them i'm just not how are you how are you with sours i mean i i talk about this with uh, uh rachel birkowski um a couple episodes ago she came on and did a uh beer history lesson about sours and then we had a little small conversation afterwards about um she and i aren't really big on sours we understand their place and we think they're important but how how are you on sours what's your take i think with everything i like in beer i like things that are extreme Mm -hmm. so if i'm gonna drink a sour i want it to strip the enamel off my teeth or i don't want it And like, I want like my favorite IPA is just a ridiculously bitter West Coast IPA. Like that's what I want. So <laughs> like, if it doesn't wreck my palate, I don't want it. Yeah. But um, yeah, for sours, like you know, the like little fruited, fruited kind of lightly sour things are fun. But I just don't, I don't buy them very often. I don't look, go out and look for them. Like the smoothie style, you're not a big yeah. fan. No, no, not really. Um, Stone Cloud in Oklahoma City does a couple of those that are really stellar. 
but I can drink like a taster glass of it and I'm just really done. You know, and, and that's funny you mentioned that because I had a thought the other day. I don't know if it was a shower thought. I, I have more driving thoughts than shower thoughts, meaning when I'm driving, you know, I'm commuting by myself and I have these thoughts about beer. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I thought of, because it was right after Rachel and I did our sour um, show, I was thinking, why do they sell sours in 16-ounce cans? What's the po- That's a fair point. I love those little shorty cans so much. And yeah. I would probably buy more sours if they were in those. Yeah, and and they could charge more per per ounce if they sell yeah, them in some, and so the the I don't know, but I don't know about the price of the cans though. That might be the 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 factor in this. They they may buy the 16 ounce cans in bulk. And just to buy the sour cans, it might be a little bit more expensive. I don't know what it is. Right. So may- maybe that's maybe it's the price point of the cost of good uh, cost of uh, you know production. Yeah. Well, and I think some breweries are doing those little shorty cans mm-hmm. in for stouts. Right. Yeah, I know. Fire- makes sense. All like that makes great sense. Firestone Walker stopped putting their um, vintage stouts in bombers. Now they're in twelve ounce bottles. And it makes more sense too. I'm not. I don't want a bomber of of a barrel aged stout drink by myself. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I look at what we used to do, and I wonder why we were doing this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we like we used to get excited over magnums of ridiculously strong beers, and it's like, who was I sharing that with? I don't have twelve <laughs> friends. Like, I, who, like, was I drinking that? Was this really something that I was doing? I remember shortly before I moved here, I think it was 2000, it might have to have been 2000, the Christmas of 2015. Um, my brother and I went to our aunt's house. Uh, she lives in Paso Robles. And he had a magnum of Anchor Brewing's um, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, which is their. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but I'm sitting there. I'm like, fuck, I feel like I have to finish this Magnum and this beer is just heavy as shit. <laughs> and it was yeah. just yeah. my brother and I drinking it, it. You have to open it with like, you have to have 14, 15 people. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was cool. As, as It was a great beer, but by like my fifth, well, nah, I'd say by my third or fourth glass, I'm like, <laughs> I need something so else. Funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm laughing at your pain, but this is just like that is so many glasses. <laughs> it is. It is. It is a lot of glasses. But you know, to to the point that you're making is, yeah, those smaller cans and bottles of the big stouts, and I think sours would fare well in the same um, vessels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's smart. That is really smart. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, are there any? Uh, um. So you had the one brewery the big brewery in norman what's the other closest breweries around there i think i've asked you this before but i forgot oh um okay so most of our breweries you know we're a college town and we don't have like a huge population but we have a good solid drinking population (laughs) so (laughs) uh, most of our breweries are like right on one strip on main street okay so it's our little old downtown it's pretty quaint cute little downtown area so we have big and then on another end is lazy circles mm-hmm. which is you know from the oklahoma musical the song oklahoma oh yeah yeah, yeah. making lazy circles in the sky that I, thing yeah, yeah lazy circles I, i'm not and... up on uh musicals <laughs> takes me a minute like, when i say lazy circles people just look at me they're like 
that doesn't make sense. So hey, but but so um, many breweries out there, I I don't try to make any sense of any of their names. Sometimes right, you have no idea why mm-hmm. they chose the name they chose. You're just like okay, all right, that's the name. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then on the other end, we have Equity Brewing, which is really great. Um, they do a lot of really cool things for the community and social projects and stuff. So sounds fancy. Um, yeah, so they're all like right in the center part of town, oh, and okay. um, we have another brewery, Four Hundred Five, that was that's one of Norman's oldest breweries, and they're actually uh, opening a tap room in that same area. Okay. So that's going to be our cool little walkable like strip. For that brewery. is awesome. That's a great. Yeah, little... it's really. I like really so happy about that because Oklahoma had absolutely archaic liquor laws for so long, mm-hmm. and then to see this like boom of craft beer is absolutely amazing. Um, also in Norman, we have Black Mesa. They're in kind of a different part of town. Um, Cross Cannons is. Um, that's our veteran-owned, um, Navy-themed brewery, and they're on Campus Corner. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. A landlocked state, and you have a Navy-themed brewery. Well, we, ha- we have Tinker Air Force Base. There's actually a lot of Navy there. <laughs> so, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, well, so yeah. I live right next to uh, um, Luke Air Force Base. Oh, you- oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, the planes fly up uh, overhead all the time. And then my company just built a new facility. We're starting there on Monday. And our back fence is up against the Luke Air Force Base runways back fence. Oh, that's kind of cool. So you, do you just like watch? We can, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. It is cool. I think after like the 20th plane that takes off, you're like, come, I'm trying to listen for, you know. <laughs> trying to diagnose this this unit here i, I uh, could you stop with the the touch and goes for a little bit <laughs> yeah you're like actually this is not as cool as i originally thought yeah and then well i mean then i lived here for a while so i'm trying to take in when i work nights i'm trying to sleep during the day and the jets go overhead and even if i try to wear air, earplugs it still shakes the house oh wow okay so yeah. i mean i get it and i love it um but it just it can get tiresome Let's put it that way. Just yeah. like that fourth, just like that fourth uh, glass of barrel aged stout. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like I don't want to keep drinking this, right. but I have to because it's open now. Yeah. Okay. So back to the uh, the Navy uh, themed brewery yeah. in oh, Landlock well, State. They have the best patio. Like they made really good choices when they selected the location for their brewery because okay. they have a really great patio and they're right there on campus corner. So like tailgate parties the streets get shut down and football season and and they're doing just great over there but they they actually are one of the breweries that i would recommend in norman for people who do like sours okay yeah they must have crawlers right so they can sell to the tailgating <laughs> like well people yeah yeah and you know like game days are just bonkers trying to get in there so i don't know if you can even like get a crowler to carry out but um <laughs> or if you yeah did, and, be they, done. and they have food they have really good food there as well so or you might um, be you might finish the crawler before you get out of the patio <laughs> <laughs> right yeah <laughs> like you're just in line but um yeah that's that's pretty much it for norman at the moment We're that's a lot though that really is a lot because over here in the city I'm in, there's only one brewery and there's about to open a second one. Thank God. 
but they're the but it's the uh, brewery from a different part of the valley that's opening tap room over here. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just to have what you just named out five breweries <laughs> in yeah. your own town. That's that's excellent. That's a great. Yeah. Well, and we also have we also have a German restaurant that makes their own beer, oh. which is pretty good as well. So, and that's on that same like Main Street strip. They have a small restaurant. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we we're blessed. Yes, don't overlook Norman. <laughs> come on, come out and see me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, cause yeah, I was thinking OKC just because of like Prairie and the other ones that are out there. Um, and maybe Tulsa, but I, I, it would never occur to me Norman is a hotbed of craft beer. Yeah, it's it's pretty nice. Um, you know, OKC definitely has way more than we do. And everything's so accessible with the streetcar and, you know, some public transportation up there now. So mm-hmm. that is, is super nice. So you have like Prairie and Elk Valley and Twisted Spike and Vanessa House. Who am I forgetting? Um, I'm like, there's a bunch like right in a really small walkable area. But if you don't want to walk it, you can take the streetcar. And then just like a little bit outside of that is... Stone Cloud and Fairweather Friend, and then another district has more breweries and over here, and you know it's just it's really really taken off. Yeah, they got a great beer scene. Sounds like that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, the breweries around here, um, there's there's a distance between them. I think there's maybe a few like in Phoenix that you can actually go from one to the other. Maybe semi walk with downtown. They uh, some of the. More popular breweries are starting to open the tap rooms in downtown Phoenix, so you can actually walk from one to another. And even though they're not the original sites, they still have all the uh, high quality beer that are oh, brewed. Oh, that's at the cool! Spots. I like that. Like the satellite mm-hmm. tap rooms. How's the public transportation in Phoenix? Is it edgy yeah. or is it? it it's <laughs> it's getting there. The downtown area is could be a little bit better. Um, like the metro, the light rail uh, system is. From what I hear, because I don't take it, I live way out here. Like every, I have to use a car for everything. Um, yeah. But in the downtown area, it seems like it's a little bit easier to get around with the public transportation. Um, there's yeah, a lot more people Ubering than anything else. Yeah, which, you know, that, that works too. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it's just so easy if you have some walkability. You can just Uber to the place where you can walk to a bunch of other places. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, so yeah, the, downtown Phoenix would be probably be the best bet for that. Plus, there's also craft beer bars down there too. There's like the Theodore, there's the Wayward. So, and they have they uh, highlight local beers as also as well as you know some um, other craft beers from around the U.S. that distribute down here. So you can get a nice little um, sampling of everything. So if you can't walk to every single one, <laughs> you can actually get a few different Arizona craft beers at the beer bars. This, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, this this and this is uh, starting to pop up over here in the West Valley some more beer bars than there used to be cuz uh, when I moved out here there was maybe one. Now there's like three or four craft beer bars that you can actually go into and they try to keep uh, local beers on tap as much as possible. But you know, you know how distribution is and people hear things and yeah. they, they want some out of state beers just to try something different. Right. Yeah, we have a really nice one in OKC called Social Capital. Mm-hmm. And whenever people are visiting OKC and they're like, I want to try as many local beers as I can, but I only have 
one day because you know oh, we're yeah. kind of a flyover state so people will be here for like a layover or just 24 hours or whatever mm-hmm. i said i'm like well instead of trying to hop around to different breweries just go to social capital they have something from everywhere <laughs> local on tap so yeah oh, and yeah. they have really good tacos <laughs> that, that helps too <laughs> yeah i was talking with the owner of a, one of the the beer bars over here in the west valley um called tap savvy mm-hmm. and he he still works at, at his other job and he owns the beer bar and he got the idea because he would go out to his job would send him to different um cities across the country and instead of trying to get to every single brewery he would just go to beer bars and try the local beers there yeah. and that's how he got the idea to open up his well, one of the ideas i'm sure he had other machinations as far as opening up uh, tap savvy and so that was one of the inspirations was to have a spot that people could come to um that if they're just visiting they can go and try a bunch of local craft beer without having to drive around to the different um breweries yeah and that makes so much sense Mm -hmm. (laughs) that makes so much sense so you know it's like unless you're trying to take home crawlers or you're trying to pick up cans yeah yeah, There's you're, no reason. You're not going to try everything, but I have you ever done that? Like, because I know you you fly you travel around for work, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do so you do you I, plan on your beer stops when you have to go to a different city? Well, yes and no. Okay. So there is a certain amount of like not planning things out where I, I just I'm a very fly by the seat of my pants kind of person. Mm-hmm. I'm not like a big planner. So I might just like end up somewhere and just put in Google, like what's he, what's close to me. And that's fine. Every once in a while though, you hit a city. Like if you're going to Nashville and you don't go to bearded Iris, what is wrong with you? Kind of thing <laughs> yeah. where I have to figure out like, what is my beer destination for mm-hmm. each large city? So that, but yeah, like I don't really look things up too far ahead of time and like i have to go there but yeah there, there are a few i uh um i'm going to las vegas in in a couple of weeks for work i'll be there for a week and i do want to hit up every everyone tells well not everyone but a lot of people tell me i have to go to abel baker brewing which is in the north part of the strip they have this it's it's a gr- cute logo it's like a, a a white duck just the head and then it has like the atomic uh, particles like floating around. Oh, it. cool! Yeah, and uh, yeah. So people tell me I got to go there. So I, I am gonna. Pl- I plan on going. On, I plan to go there. Um, and then I was gonna go to was it beer zombies. Have you heard of beer zombies? They're on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they have Absolutely. a they have a beer bar. And it's in the southern part, and we're I'm staying like off the strip. I'm staying at South Point, and so it's still down there, but it's more to the west. I was thinking about going there. Then I realized when I was talking with my brother on our last um, podcast episode that BrewDog has a spot in, on the strip. It's like on a roo- it's a rooftop bar that they have there. They do? Yeah. They, they just How? opened it. They just opened it like a, like a last year, I think. Wow. Okay. I had no idea. That's kind of crazy. So I kind of like, especially after the news came out that their Indianapolis tap room closed. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Yeah, because of all the what the just the just a bad work environment, just a toxic work environment. It sounds like that's what happened. You know, I have this theory. I don't know if it's true. But it's just my own theory that 
these breweries like brew dog there's others out there they just get so big and so widespread they spread so thin that they can't control everything they can't control their own original organizational culture that it just lends itself to what happened in indianapolis how do you feel about that well yeah i feel like it, it's like franchising mm-hmm. oh okay yeah so you know the uh like corporate mcdonald's can't control what happens at my local mcdonald's yeah yeah they they control the logo and the branding and all that but other other as far as the management goes they can't control that at all yeah and, and you know if if that kind of thing is going to change or be different in the beer industry they're going to have to hire some dedicated people who are going to go around and make sure everything's going right at all their other locations and i do not see that happening it's 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 it it doesn't seem feasible at that size to keep yeah. the, the culture the to, same. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and especially when you're crossing an ocean, yeah, and ending up in Indiana. So, <laughs> you know. Well, it seems like their their Ohio place is going okay. I haven't heard. I'm sure there are stories. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're absolved of all wrongdoings, but um, it doesn't seem like their Ohio hotel tap room is doing bad i think they're doing well actually yeah i haven't really kept up with um yeah i haven't really kept up with brew dog at all like have you ever had any of their beers uh, when i lived in japan yeah they were really, oh, really? popular but that's been several years ago and then you know i think i i think they had a spot in rapongi and i i think that's where i i went there a couple times like brew dog rapongi mm-hmm. but yeah, like when I actually when I actually went to England, like when I went to London and I'm like in Manchester, I like I didn't go drink any brew dog at all. Okay. So um you know, but, but yeah, I haven't really kept up with them very much over the past couple of years. I have heard some of the allegations against them and mm-hmm. if you follow what is her I can't remember her first name and I'm that's so bad, but craft beer pinup. Oh, she yeah, has a lot yeah. of stuff. Like if you follow her, mm-hmm, if you look I at do. her stuff, she has a lot of stuff about Brewdog and um talks about the different problematic things that they've done there. Right. But as far as like Ohio, I have no clue. Right. So, um but yeah, like I just I just haven't kept it up with it. And there's, you know, there's been so much to keep up with there as is. far as that there goes is. in the craft beer industry over the past couple of years that mm-hmm. yeah i've I've kind of just like well i kind of wrote them off and i i can't get their beer here in oklahoma city anyway <laughs> okay yeah yeah we can't get it in so, arizona that's why i'm interested in and in at least going in fact i made the joke that maybe uh, my brother made the joke that i should get a job as a server or as a chef <laughs> and see if i get yelled at by the chef i mean you know <laughs> maybe you should that would be like excellent secret content yeah, behind this infiltrate. It's like this yeah. with the CBS series, you know, the bot when the undercover boss. Yes, undercover <laughs> boss. Although I never watched Undercover Boss, so my my experience with Undercover Boss is just the episode of Saturday Night Live where Adam Driver plays Kylo Ren. Oh yeah. Undercover boss. Have yep. you seen that? Oh, it's so hilarious. <laughs> so great. And he's like what do you guys think of Kylo Ren? And people are like, that guy's an asshole. And he's like, so angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. But yeah, we know the concept of the show. We get it. 
as far <laughs> right. for the people, when I say we, I mean the people who don't watch it, like you just said, I don't watch it either, but I know of it and I know what it's about. I think it's a kind of a cool concept, but um, yeah. So going back to Brewdog in Vegas, I'm I can't go out every night because those are Uber trips that you know mm-hmm. that cost money. So I do want to limit myself. Plus, I'm hoping that the the casino that or, or the the resort, you know, the casino resort hotel that we're staying at is going to have a craft beer bar there because I've I've oh. noticed a trend in Las Vegas. The last time I was there, um, we stayed at MGM and they turned the, you know, where they used to have, I don't know if you ever were there when they had the lion there in the, in the middle of the casino, the big old display. And well, they, they took that out. I think they realized it was inhumane to keep it a lion. Um, but they, uh, they turned it into like a craft beer bar, a tap room restaurant. And so they had a really good selection of craft beer and it just seems oh, like, that's really cool. and then I remember Monte Carlo used to have a brewery in the, in the casino, in the, in the, one of the restaurants was the Monte Carlo Brewery. So, I mean, I think Las Vegas always wants to make money. They, they realize that crap. I know the last and one time I was there for, for work, we were staying at the Rio and they had their own self-serve craft beer bar. Oh, that's really cool. Have you ever been to one of those self-serve bars? I have been to one in San Diego. And okay. let me tell you, mistakes were made. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you know... They give you like a shaker pint glass, yeah, right? Right. Yeah. And either like go, you know, they let you loose with your little bracelet that you like Tap boop, to pay you click or... the little bracelet. So you like it feels like I'm not exchanging real money. It's oh, not real money. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. It's just so easy to just keep beeping it. And then I put as much beer in this massive shaker pint glass as I want. You know, so you're like getting way too much of an imperial stout or whatever it is mm, that you're getting yeah and but you know i'm like well four ounces doesn't actually look like that much so let me just do a little bit more you know yeah i definitely got <laughs> real real drunk real real drunk oh i thought you meant they made a mistake you made a mistake of no not- i made a mistake. <laughs> yeah i um i woke up the next day I thought that it was early morning, but it was actually like three o'clock in the afternoon. So I had like <laughs> burned an entire day of my trip. Right. Because I woke up, passed out on my friend's floor, and she had put like a burrito next to me and like left for work. Oh my God. Like a burrito <laughs> and a glass of water. Just like, just left it next to me. She's like, well, here you go. So yeah, that was. <laughs> It was a bad, bad hangover day, but it, you know, it's just like, well, I can put as much as I want in this glass. That doesn't right. mean you should. Right. It doesn't mean you should. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. When I was at the craft beer bar, I was actually very conscientious of what I was drinking, but I did like it because you could do like a one ounce pour and they kept track of it. And, you know, I'd be like, oh, let me try this. Let me try that. But I usually did a full pour of like a, like a local, local beer. Um, but it was still kind of fun. They didn't have the the bracelet there, just a like a card. You you gave your credit card to the front, mm-hmm. um, to the cash the cashier. They they give you a card and yeah, you just swipe it and it keeps track of uh, to the tenths of an ounce too. Uh, oh how, wow! Yeah, how much you pour and then yeah, it was it was it was pretty cool. I liked it. I mean, it was in the the hotel we were staying at, which is fucking awesome. The only problem I'm- is you couldn't take it out. Like you had to stay there oh. and drink it. Yeah, you couldn't walk around with it. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't do like a full pour and then 
Yeah, I'm kind of horrified because, like, imagine if every brewery showed me to the tenth of an ounce, like, how much I drank. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) No, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. So, yeah, I don't want to ever look at that receipt and be like, (laughs) I did what? (laughs) This was for one person? Yeah. No. Did I give someone like was I pouring for two? Here? <laughs> right. Like I think there's been a mistake. <laughs> I like to Wait, see the manager. I made a mistake. <laughs> Your inner Karen comes out. I like to see the manager, please. Right. I like to see the manager. I just want to tell them that I didn't drink this much. I will pay the whole tab, but I want this amount erased. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anyone to know. Yeah, I, I, I even I don't want to know, and I already know. But uh, um, do you have any like any plans on doing anything for Instagram coming up? Any uh, any videos? Any collaborations? Um, well, I just did my collaboration with Miss Tipsy Socks, and I was like super excited about that one for a very long time. Um, yeah, because you you, de- you you all have, all, you've always delved into the the socks, the tipsy socks. She that's yeah. that's, her, that's her bread and butter. But you've always you've often gotten into that. So it was yeah, it's it, like I've done it on and off. But she like a does match, it. Match made in heaven. You guys did something, right? Yeah, I love her. She's also very funny. She's yeah? very very funny. I don't know if you ever read any of her captions, but she's hilarious. Oh, yeah, no, I, I I yeah, I've read her. Not maybe not every single one, but yeah, I've read her captions. Yeah. She's she's very funny. She hits the like puns and dad jokes. Like she's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really excited to to do that one. Um, I just did this one for um. Oklahoma City Visitors Bureau. Okay. Um, which I, I was really excited about this because this is a yearly beer series that they do. Mm-hmm. The Oklahoma City Visitors Bureau does um, the Modern Frontier is like a name for Oklahoma City. And uh, they do a different brewery every year and have them create a beer for this program. And it's only available at um, one local grocery store chain, Homeland. It's like a proceeds go to their the visitor bureau so they can and yeah and provide it's a way to services. Get, like, yeah, and it's also a way for the brewery to kind of get their name out there to a wider audience. It's distributed statewide, and mm-hmm. um, but this beer was so good. I'm gonna be really sad when this is all gone and I can't drink more <laughs> of it. It's a very just crushable session tropical pale ale from Stone Cloud. Oh, okay. I'm like. I agreed to do it because I love that program. But then when I tasted it, I was like, you know what? I don't want to promote this because I want to drink this all myself. Like, I don't want to <laughs> very share Very selfish. <laughs> yeah, very, very selfish. I'm like, I want there to be more of this left for me. Yeah. Um. So I've done that. I have a couple of things coming up, but I'm not quite ready to share about it in case okay. I mess it up. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, what if I make a mistake? But yeah, mistakes um, are great. They're for the high, the uh, the bloopers reel at the end of the movie, right? I, I feel like I should probably <laughs> post more blooper reels because I have so many. I have so many mistakes on video. But I've, I've seen, yeah, I've I've seen uh, a few different IGers do their their blooper reels like on a separate like posting. I think it's great. I it's you know it's more like a self deprecating humor. You know, you get it. It I messed up. Here's me messing up. Nobody's perfect. I have this weird habit, which will make perfect sense to you because we've had so many one-on-one conversations. 
where if I'm very nervous, I will just keep talking and it will just be like a stream of consciousness coming out of my mouth and I can't stop myself. So when I go to record TikToks, I'm so bad at TikTok. I'm so bad oh, at it. Yeah, I know. And I have I I even attempted. <laughs> oh, well, you should, because I feel like you'd be good at it, actually. It's like you're comfortable in front of the camera and you're good at like talking. I'm not. So when I go to record a TikTok, if I forget what I was going to say, I will say something completely different, like, and just ruin everything. And I have to take like 10 takes to make one 10 second TikTok. Mm -hmm. So I have all of these outtake shots of me saying ridiculous things to the camera. Yeah. That's, I should just compile it. Oh, like, like <laughs> you start talking, you mess up and then you just be like, I just fucked up right now. I had to start over again. Something like that. Yeah. Or, yeah. or I'll just be like, I'll just start talking about something else entirely. It's like, you know, I'm trying to tell a joke. Mm -hmm. So did, did you see my most recent? I still have the sun up from my most recent post. Oh, I may have seen. I don't remember the sun, but yeah, I, I did see the sun in the cloud up there, though. <laughs> so it was a post for Big Brewing, um, their new stout Icarus. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, I know some jokes about Icarus. So I'm going to make some. Oh, that's skills. right. I'll, I'll show myself out. Yes, I did see <laughs> yeah, that one. That like, was good. <laughs> uh, it took me so many takes to record those. Really? Because I would like forget the joke halfway. I could never do stand up because I would forget the joke halfway through and just start talking about something else. So it'd be like, and now my dog is here. And why is she? Or I'm like talking about dinosaurs all of a sudden. Yeah, just, I don't know. I don't know, like, why I can't. And I can do it if the camera's not on. Oh, yeah. I can nail the joke uh -huh. if there's no camera, but as soon as the camera's on, I'm like. No, I get it. Yeah, I've had to recite lines before. And, like, when I'm practicing, I'm all natural, that, and it comes on, and, and I'm like a robot, and I can't do the lines in the really? tone I'm supposed to. <laughs> I've done that before, yeah. I know, <laughs> so I know what you're talking about in, in that aspect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, the only reason I could speak well, well, I speak better than I used to is because I edit, edit my own podcast and I hear all of my, my fillers that I do and I just start cringing. And then, so I learn not to do fillers. So I, when I talk though, I don't know if you noticed, but I pause sometimes before I say something and it feels kind of awkward. It feels like it's going on for 10 minutes. I'm like, I haven't said something in 10 minutes. Say something stupid. <laughs> oh, I kind of just thought you were giving yourself potential edit points. No, I just, I'm, I, you know, I just, just like, don't want to throw in a filler word. That's, that's the, my only reason why I pause. That makes sense. <laughs> that actually makes, makes really good sense. I'm going to try to do that. I feel like most of what I say is filler words. <laughs> <laughs> no, not I quite. I probably have two words to say this entire time without if I didn't have any filler. <laughs> I don't know, but my perception of you, oh, and that's that's a great uh, topic to get into. But my perception of you is you're very natural in front of the camera. But that's because you've do you do ten takes and you, the eleventh one is the one you show. Right. Yeah, the eleventh <laughs> one is the one where I was finally drunk because I had to open four stouts to get the one shot. <laughs> do you get people? <laughs> And uh, aside from the weird DMs and the creeps and stuff, do you get people in your DMs that like talk to you like they already know you? Oh, all the time. Yeah. And it confuses me because I think like I'm like, 
do I know this person? <laughs> like it will, it will confuse me. And I, I will be like genuinely upset that I don't remember meeting someone. And then I realize, like, Oh, they, I've never met this person. Like, this is just some rando who's addressing me by my first name, which is what I get for having my first name in mm. my Instagram handle. But yeah, you know, what can you do? How do you like, uh, does it ever get weird or do you just ignore them or do you try to answer the person or? Uh, I don't answer my DMs like 98% of the time anyway, not because they're weird, but just because I'm bad at it. Yeah. I'm just bad at keeping up with everything. So like sometimes I'll go through bursts where I can answer like 10, 12 DMs a day and that's my max. And then I'm like, Okay, well, I'm burnt out. No more Instagram for today. <laughs> okay. But I, I, I think I, at this point, I'm notoriously bad at answering DMs. Like, there was that one scam going around Instagram where, like, somebody made a spoof account of me, and they were offering people, like, private shows oh, and, like, man. OnlyFans content. Oh, the only and the guy knew you. that it wasn't me. He, he messaged me. He's like, there's this fake account. And he's like, I knew it was fake because you don't answer your messages. And they answered right away. Oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's that's pretty funny. <laughs> and I looked back at our message history and he had like messaged me like a whole bunch of times. And I had never answered not a single time. And I was like, oh, my God, I feel really bad. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably just a normal guy, right? Just yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't messaging me anything weird at all. Yeah. It was just like responses <laughs> or like questions about a beer I was drinking. It was just like normal stuff. But I had never responded because I don't look at my DMs. I have all notifications off for all social media all the time. Oh yeah. You don't want. To, you know what? I I maybe it's just me. I it can't be just me. There's got to be other people out there like me. I don't like, uh, so I have an iPhone and I don't like that little red number on my apps at all. I'll do oh, anything I can same. to get rid of them. Same. I'm like, I don't, I just don't want to see it. So yeah. to combat that, I just turn everything off. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of my, a lot of my apps, I turn them off, but there's, there's a few like uh, text messages, you know, from, from people. I, I, I was, and I leave my read receipts on. I, I'm weird about that. <laughs> oh, I haven't turned on for some people. Okay. But All right. you know, like off for the majority, but turned on for some people because mm-hmm. it's like my inner circle knows yeah. that I'm so bad at texting back, but yeah. like if they see the red receipt, they'll be like, Okay, I know that you saw mm-hmm. I know that you saw this and the red receipt is you acknowledging it and you're gonna text back in two hours. Right, yeah. Yeah. So you have you have your close circle, they know you're not ignoring them, you just can't get back to them right away. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, well, I know you saw it. So, um, okay. Should I open a Mountain Dew hard seltzer or oh. should I stick with my IPAs? Do the hard seltzer. I've never had the hard seltzer by Mountain Dew. Have you? Do you guys one? have the, do you have these out there yet? I, you know, I haven't looked. I haven't gone to like the, well, I went to the grocery store today, but I just looked in the, the beer side. Yeah. I didn't look in the seltzer side. We might, I don't know. I know they're coming. They're being released slowly. They're coming out slowly to different states, but we got yeah. them here in Oklahoma. Um, this is the last one that I haven't tried. So I've tried the Mountain Dew, the Black Cherry, and mm-hmm. the Baja Blast, and they're all pretty good. And there's zero sugar somehow. Oh yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, so the- well, do do they have like uh, 
what sucralose in them or i'm sure they do or stevia or something i'll have to look on the website because there's no information on the cans um it doesn't appear that there's any information on the box so i'll have to go look that up but as long as they're, they're not they've aspartame. all been pretty good flavor wise so far mm-hmm. uh the baja blast actually does kind of taste like baja blast but it tastes like if you get the baja blast freeze from taco bell <laughs> and let it melt oh, okay all right so yeah there's no carbonation <laughs> yeah yeah they're, they're very lightly it's very light carbonation mm. um what's the, like i don't know what your experience with seltzers is like how many i was or about to get into that many? with you yeah um i've had a few out here i've i remember for it was like two years ago three years ago for my daughter's birthday I went out and bought, it was like when White Claw was the thing and Boston mm-hmm. Beer Company just came out with Truly. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to buy Truly's. I mean, people love these seltzers. I'm going to buy Truly's for the, I think like I, I bought like two boxes of them, two cases. So I had, I bought 24 of them. I think like three of them were, were consumed at the party. So I, I brought <laughs> home. Like, no. <laughs> so yeah, so I brought home and I drank a bunch of them. I think my only favorite one was the lime because mm-hmm. it reminded me of like a, 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 a Vonic uh vodka tonic with this uh, with a squeeze of lime yeah. in it which is one of my go-to cocktails um because i don't like the sweet stuff i'm not a sweet person uh i'll you know every once in a while but as far as like sugary stuff i'm 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 it's not me i so i like i do like the lime but as far as like the local uh seltzers go they're hit and miss out here i know up in prescott arizona there's a brewery called ad astra um I know the the brewer and and owner very well. Um, he's produced some really great seltzers, and he tells me there's another brewery out uh, in Clarkstown, I believe it's a Smelter Town, and they their seltzers are absolutely incredible. And I I have yet to try them because they don't got smelt uh, Smelter Town is brewery is so small they don't really distribute much. So I got to go up there, and that's like a two hour drive for me if I want to go up there. Oh yeah, that's a little bit of a haul. Yeah, so if, if, okay, I, if I want to go to Tulsa, it's like two hours. Now, when you do that, do you stay there or do you still make the trip back? It depends. Um, I have friends that live up there, so normally I'll stay with a friend. Okay, and just, that's good. You know, make a weekend of it. Yeah. But sometimes it's just go pick up beers and come back. So Okay, yeah. But when I go up to Prescott and visit at Astra, or, and there's a couple other good breweries up there. Um, yeah, I usually... Have, I limit myself. I make sure I, I dry or I drink just the, a limited amount, um, drink some water, and then you know in between, and then and drive back. But I have yet to go up there and just be like all fucked up. And I just I I gotta find a hotel yet. You know who knows? <laughs> yes, um, it could still happen. It, it could, yeah. It's, it's still in the cards for me. Any, anywhere I go, really. <laughs> but as far as seltzers go. They're okay. They're not my first thing as long as they're not too sweet. I'm I'm willing to try them. Um, I do think there's there's a place in the beer industry for them. Uh, so I'm not anti seltzer at all. I'm more anti sour yeah. than anti seltzer. I'll tell you that. Oh. <laughs> but um, I still think sours are still um, welcome. Um, how about you? What do you think about seltzers? You know, I feel like my problem is seltzer. So there, there's just no consistency across the board so you know as like some as... seltzers have like very little flavor and it's hmm. mostly a carbonated water seltzer carbonated like seltzer kind of flavor 
And then others will be so syrupy sweet that you don't even want to finish it. And there's just like, there's such a range and you never know what you're going to get. But I really like Rough Tales hard seltzer line. They hit that middle point for me Mm -hmm. really well, where it's like not overly fruited, but not just like plain water with a hint of lime. So I I really like those. these are very over the top and you can see it's like these are not clear Mm -hmm. so this is the watermelon one and it tastes like a watermelon jolly rancher oh yeah okay it's yeah it's there it's very sweet um yeah like it has a snake on it i don't understand what the label (laughs) art's about a snake it looks cool yeah (laughs) like yeah, it's like some Ed Hardy like oh yeah kind of label. yeah I forgot about that. But guy. these are yeah these are five percent alcohol, and oh. I really did like the uh, Baja Blast one and the Black Cherry ones. Okay, but they are very very over the top, like in your face with the flavor. So these are mm-hmm. not lightly flavored seltzers at all. I would expect that from Mountain Dew though. Mountain yeah, Dew. yeah. It's like, you know, you don't buy Mountain Dew looking for Subtlety. something that doesn't taste like Mountain Dew. So <laughs> yeah. The um yeah, the the that at Astro Brewing, the two seltzers that I had from the him from the from the brewery, um, one was a mimosa inspired brew, uh seltzer, so it tasted just like a mimosa. It was wow, like, I don't know how we like- did that. But that was great. And then the other one that I, I even liked even more was Inspired by this, uh, um, my my daughter, she loves her favorite bedtime snack. It's a uh, something that you can get like at a, uh, well, in the on the West Coast, there's a lot of uh, Mexican influenced uh, snacks mm-hmm. at um, at flea, flea markets. <laughs> That's oh, what it yeah. reminds okay. me of. It's uh, or you can get it from uh, those guys who sell the little wagon wheel um, crisps, uh, cucumber, lemon, and salt. That and sounds really good. It's, it's so all you do is to get cucumber, you squeeze some lemons, uh, some lemon over it, and then you just you know shake as as much salt as you can your palate can take, and it's just that's her favorite bedtime snack. And when I when I tasted his cucumber, lemon, and salt seltzer, I'm like, holy shit! It tastes like the 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 juice that's left over from the from her little bedtime snack. Oh, that's pretty cool. Like. Like, I don't know how he does, he gets those flavors to just to pop like that. You know, and and it's just him. There's other breweries out there. I don't know how they get these flavors to pop the way they do. I know this, uh, the shirt I'm wearing, TCBC, the Transplant City Beer Company. They're down just like 10 minutes south of me, 15 minutes south uh, um, in Litchfield Park, Arizona. They have this hatch chili beer. Now, I'm not big on chili beers, like, but... When you taste it, you're like, holy shit, I just I'm I'm eating like a, a hatch chili burger or something like the, the Oh, that's crazy. The flavor they get from the I don't I don't know how they do it. It just it amazes me. Have you ever like tasted one of those flavored beers? You're like, this is fucking amazing. How do, how do you guys do this? Right. Where it's like a complete mystery. I yeah. think. Um, oh, my God. I can't remember who does it, actually, but it's like a Neapolitan ice cream stout. Oh, really? And you could taste every single flavor? Yeah, separately. Yeah. It's like Willy Wonka. It's like Willy Wonka beer. Because, (laughs) yeah, it's like 
Oh, there's the vanilla. There's the chocolate. There's the strawberry. How did they do this? Yeah, it's so crazy how it comes together that way. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. Some of these, uh, they're artists. They're like artists, and they're chemists, and they're bakers, and they're magicians. Sometimes it's uh, some of these breweries yeah. are just amazing. These brewers are they? They just know some some get some of them have the gift. Like, but how? How do you? What kind of sorcery are you using <laughs> that you can do this? What's that Reddit? Uh, the subreddit, the black magic fuckery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I like that one. It, some of these beers should be in that, even though you you can't taste it. But that, yeah, that would be but my it book. would inform people that they need to go out and taste it because, like, how how are you doing this? Right, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, a question I get a lot, and I don't know if I ever asked you: Have you ever brewed beer? I have not. No? No one's I ever asked not. you to do like a come in, do a collab, brew some brew some beer uh, with yeah, us. Yeah, a couple people have and I'm I'm usually like that's not that's not my thing. Yeah. You know, I'm like I don't want to I don't want to go in and like um just move a little bit of grain or like take pictures dumping some hops, you know. It's like I don't want to do that. That doesn't make me a brewer and I don't want to do that as like a, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like if I'm not actually knowledgeable enough to do it, I don't want to post pictures of me doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And also as far as homebrewing, like we have a really oh, yeah. good homebrew club here. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. And all of these people spend so much time perfecting their homebrew and it's amazing. And it's a hobby that I don't want to get into because it feels like, a money pit. <laughs> it it feels be. like something that I'm going to spend a couple thousand dollars on every month, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have to have a dedicated space in my garage, and I'm going to just get so into it that I never get out. I I I understand. I want to get into it just to give me some an extra level of knowledge. Yeah, and that makes perfect sense. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but I I I see you know I I've met some homebrewers. I there's really good homebrewers out here in Arizona. I think one of the homebrewers out here I think it was like 2 or 3 years ago won like a gold medal for his his brew. Uh That's so yeah. So cool. There's some yeah. there's some uh, um some really high class uh, homebrewers out here in Arizona, but I think you're right. I think there is like cuz I I've looked into it and knowing me I just don't want to get like a Mr. Beer kit with extracts and just throw it into a five gallon. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't want to be entry level. If I decide to do it, I'm just going to go like all the way. I'm going to buy those stainless steel fucking vats with the Bunsen burner looking uh, cookers and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, you know what? And that's just a gateway to having a cool ship in your garage. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to park my car outside now. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's like I'll start with the kiddie pool from Walmart. That's my first cool ship. <laughs> but you know what? You know what I would do? And I've said this a couple of times and people don't take me seriously, but you know what I would do? Mm. Pruno. Let's do craft Pruno. <laughs> Toilet wine. It's just well, prison wine. It's it's all Let's craft. Take that. <laughs> I don't think you have that. I think you're saying craft Pruno is kind of redundant, isn't it? Right, because it's all craft. Yeah. Like small batch <laughs> Pruno. Small batch Pruno. I like it. I think. It- <laughs> well, there was a, a really popular for a little while. It's no longer really popular subreddit for Pruno. 
And I read that thing like religiously where people were talking about like what kind of fucking cheap applesauce they bought that made the best Bruno <laughs> or like mixed fruit. Um, yeah, just it was fascinating. It was absolutely fascinating to me. Just like we can ferment anything and drink it. Yes. Pretty much anything with sugars, right? Anything with some starches yeah. in it. I think uh, when Rachel Birkowski did her prohibition um, beer segment, there was a company, I forgot what it was called, but they put out a, they said, they put a warning on the thing. Here is these grape, this grape juice, whatever you do, do not leave it out for this long amount of time. Then don't put it in this type of vessel and then don't put it in like your closet for three weeks and then don't drink it. Right. Surprise, you made wine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Surprise wine. <laughs> That's great marketing, actually. That's really yeah. very good marketing. During Prohibition, there's some clever motherfuckers back then. Yeah, I, I love that. I absolutely love that. <laughs> um, I, you know, I want to see... I want to see more of that marketing today. I want to see Welch's grape juice have instructions. <laughs> oh man. You know what I want to ask you before, before we sign off, um, any uh, scary movies coming out that you are excited about or have seen lately? Oh man. Okay. So I haven't, uh, gone to theater to see X yet. Okay. I'm planning to, but I haven't yet. Um, Gosh, I've I've watched a few things recently. Nothing really caught my attention. Um, I don't think I've spoken to you since I was like absolutely completely obsessed with Yellow Jackets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, we we got we still got to do that. Completely obsessed with Yellow Jackets. Yeah. I cannot be more obsessed with a TV show. But now, because I'm waiting for season two of Yellow Jackets, I started Outer Range. Have you started that yet? Oh no, I've I've heard of it, but I have I'm not. You See have to second. start this. It's so good. It's so good. And I don't want to give anything away about it, but okay. it's ridiculous. There are parts of this that you're going to be like, what is happening? <laughs> and, you know, just losing your mind. But what, what somehow it's also believable. But what style of, uh, uh, like, uh, or is it like a thriller? Is it sci fi? Is it horror? Is it. <sighs> It's um, sci-fi, but Western. But yeah, what, what does it remind you of anything? Like, like what's it, uh, is it like a Deadwood, it's Longmire? If, is if, it uh, yellow? Have you, ever, have you ever seen the movie Holes? Yeah. Oh, yeah, with Shia LaBeouf. If the movie Holes was filmed at Skinwalker Ranch. Okay. All right. That's what this kind of is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, it's horrifying. It's like. What the fuck? But also, there's these funny moments, kind of. So that's that's as much as I'm going to tell you. But it, it's so good. So you really need to, um, you really need to watch that. I think the only other thing that really made an impression on me was um, the Bunker Game. What's that? It's well, it's on Shutter right now. I'm not sure oh, what other I streaming services it might be on. Okay, so. It's about a live action role play group that does a Nazi the Nazi alternate future themed 
murder mystery in an <laughs> underground bunker. Okay. And everything goes wrong. Okay, that, that's the best type of... When, when everything There's goes wrong. There's always a lot of yeah. words that should not be together. I know, but... but you had me at when everything goes wrong because that's that's the best part if anything goes right who the fuck cares <laughs> yeah and and the thing is that, that when you start this movie you think that it's like a real thing that's happening oh, okay all right that it's like a, an alternate nazi future and you're like horrified and then you and you're also like man that wouldn't happen like there's a guy in a wheelchair they wouldn't have a guy in a wheelchair in their nazi bunker <laughs> you don't um, think so no, like they wouldn't. They're Nazis. No, oh, okay. Oh, like they they wouldn't have this person there, and so every, you're like, everyone's oh, got to be blind with blue right. eyes. And yeah, and it, it makes you uneasy because you know something's not right, and then you find out that it's a live action role play, and then everything goes wrong, and it like really weird shit starts happening. Um, but it's a very unique concept for a movie, and uh, yeah, it, it's really cool. You should check that one out. All right, all right. I definitely will check out Outer Range, and if that one's on Shutter, then I'm in. Um, but the one I'm I'm looking forward to is uh, Nope. I'm so I'm scared of that already. <laughs> I am pre-scared. This is pre-scare. I saw the trailer for the. I I I didn't even hear about it until I saw until I went to go see uh, the Batman, the one with the oh, yeah. Pattinson, which is really good, by the way. I don't know if you've seen it. I thought it was great. I, not seen it yet. I thought it was great. But he I have was seen the note trailer. Yeah, he was kind of weird. He, he's a weird. Pattinson's a weird Bruce Wayne, but he's a really good Batman. I, I gotta say that. But um, it was good. Uh, but I saw the Nope trailer. Uh, for when I went to go see that, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I can't wait. Like, um, yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. To like, I saw it. I didn't know what the trailer was for, uh-huh. and I saw it, and I was actually like, nope. and then and then the name of the movie pops up and it's like nope i was like exactly nope (laughs) no you know i saw get out and i saw us uh but i didn't see it in the theater so i I really want to see nope in the theater just to get the full immersion because when i saw get out and 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 us i was like i was on my phone you know and not paying attention and then oh something happened after rewind it do it again and but yeah, but this one, I just want to go to the theater, put everything away, you know, put it on silent and just uh, get immersed in the uh, the movie. That's the one thing about theaters that I really miss. It's really mm-hmm. cool to have that comfort and luxury of sitting in your own house. Now you have like 4K, ultra high def TVs right. and yeah. the surround sound. So all the experience is great, but you have so many distractions at home. When you're in a theater, put your phone away, watch the movie, nothing else. Right. Yeah. I have to like leave my phone in another room so that I won't pick it up and Mm -hmm. look at it. Or sometimes I'll want to like, especially if I'm watching a horror movie and, you know, I want to do a review or something, I'll have my phone so I can take notes. Mm -hmm. But you ruin the experience when you're doing that. So, yeah. So like everything that I watch at home, I have to watch twice. I want like an initial watch with like no distractions and mm-hmm. then I can do a second watch to do notes or whatever. But Nope looks amazing. <laughs> I know, right? I, I it's, it's so funny because Jordan Peele is speaking of funny. He's so hilarious when they when he did Key and Peele on Comedy Central. I was a big fan. 
Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't a big fan of his on on Mad when he was on Mad TV. I knew he was there. And of course, Keegan Michael Key. But when they did their their Comedy Central um, skit show, I was yeah. all in. I just thought he was amazing and. The stories that came out afterwards, like how much Jordan Peele wrote for that show, I was like, what? I was blown away. I'm like, he did most of the writing. The Keegan Michael Key is hilarious, great actor. He did some of the writing, but Peele wrote most of that. Now he's like doing horror movies. It's like, it just blows me away. Did you watch any of the new Twilight Zone? Oh, no, but I heard he wrote some, like a lot of those, right? Yeah, he wrote yeah. a lot of them, and they're so good. Wow, they're so good, and I, I'm a I'm a fan of the old Twilight Zone. You, then you'll love these. And okay. there's like um, um, when you get to the end, you realize there's like something that you've missed. Oh, during when, the... I, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but when you get to the end of the first season, you oh, realize season. okay right. that there's something there's something you have to go back and look for in every single episode, Damn and it. it it was really amazing. It's like um, the new house on Haunted Hill. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Where they had like ghosts hidden in every episode, but you mm-hmm. didn't notice them. And then at the end, they show you the little montage of like where all the ghosts were. And you're like, how did I miss that? <laughs> yeah. That was it's good. something similar to that where you get to the end and you're like, well, then now I have to go see this. So, yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. You should definitely check that out. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and we still have to do our B movie uh, spectacular. I got to figure out how to do the, the recording for that when we watch when we do the B movie watch oh, along. Yeah. yeah, there. I mean, there has to be a way. I there is, you know, and and I'll be honest with you, I I, I have not looked it up at all since then. <laughs> so <laughs> that's totally that's my fine. bad. Well, yeah. I'm sure we'll figure it out, and it'll yeah. be really fun. We're, we're two smart people. We got to figure this out. Yeah, we'll figure this out. And if we're doing like public domain kind of things, it doesn't matter if we stream it or. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe we should we should open uh, up a Twitch ca- uh, channel. Yeah, maybe we could do it that way. Yeah. All right, Amanda. Thank you so much for hanging out. I I always love our talks, and this one ranks right up there with the rest of them. Well, thanks. It. It's been so long since I've seen your face. It's good to see your face. It's good yeah, to you chat too. with you. Um, sorry for saying so many fuck words. I feel like I always do that. Whoops. <laughs> I'm, me too. I, I swear a lot, but <laughs> we're uh, we have the e on our uh, on our on our channel, so you know, viewer beware. Right. Yeah. It's like well. Look out for Amanda. She's going to say all of the bad words and she's sorry. Right. But yeah, but it's great to talk to you. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Have a good weekend. You too. The devil wears a suit and tie. I saw him driving down the 61 in early July. Wide as a cotton field and sharp as a knife. I heard him howling as he passed me by. Well, the devil. Where's a suit and tie? I saw him driving down the 61 in early July. Why?